In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In your age, as youth, usually we make so many decisions, and every day we have different choices to choose from. For example, which career you choose for yourself, which school you go to, which job you choose, which spouse you choose, etc. That's why it is very important, not only in your age, but for every believer, to have the virtue of wisdom and discernment. It is a very important virtue in our life, but especially in our youth. And one time they asked St. Anthony the Great, what is the greatest virtue? And St. Anthony answered and said, discernment is the greatest virtue. And as we read in Hebrews chapter 5, discernment is actually a sign of spiritual maturity. Those who are spiritually mature will have discernment. St. Paul said in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have been Christian believers for a long time, so by this time you ought to be teachers. But unfortunately, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. So although they should have been teachers, but still they are not mature spiritually. They need somebody to teach them ABC in spirituality. Like children who need milk and not solid food. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is babe. If spiritually I'm still feeding myself milk, then means I am still be infant. And the children don't have wisdom. They don't have discernment. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, to those who are mature. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. When I am spiritually mature and I exercise my senses, I will be able to discern between good and evil. So discernment is a virtue of the spiritually mature people. But those who are still children in their spiritual life, they are lacking discernment and wisdom. In Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse 14, we read, The wise man's eyes are in his head, means he can see and discern and decide. But the fool walks in darkness as if he is blind. The wise man, his eyes in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. 
And the Lord told us, be harmless like doves, but be wise like serpents. Be harmless like doves, but be wise like serpents. And when the disciples decided to appoint people in the rank of deaconship, as we read in Acts chapter 6, verses 3 and verse 9, one of the requirements to serve in the church, to be a deacon in the church, is to have wisdom. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of Holy Spirit and wisdom, and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. In verse 10, they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he, St. Stephen, spoke. Even wisdom is one of the titles of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we read in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 3 about the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Jesus are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. And St. Paul prayed for the people in Ephesus that God may give them the Spirit of wisdom and revelation as we read in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. And St. Paul also mentioned wisdom as one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 8. He says, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. But we should differentiate between the heavenly wisdom and the earthly wisdom or the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of the world, we call it cunning. As we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 19, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. The wise here, those who are wise according to the world. And this wisdom, the wisdom of the world will be vanished. And it is foolishness before God. But the heavenly wisdom, it is the wisdom that comes from above. Maybe one of the best differentiation between the heavenly wisdom and the earthly wisdom, we read it in the letter of St. James chapter 3, starting from verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Wisdom of the world, usually there is arrogance with it. But the wisdom that's heavenly, the person is humble and meek. St. James continues and says, 
But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, don't to boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. If the wisdom that I have is self-seeking, selfish, there is arrogance and pride in it, don't lie, don't say it, I am wise. No, that's craftiness, that's cunning. It's not the heavenly wisdom. For the wisdom that's from above, verse 17, is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the Lord actually gave us a parable to let us know what will get us into heaven. And he told us the kingdom of heaven is like ten virgins. Virgins means all of them are believers. So this parable is about the believers, not about the non-believers. They are the brides of Christ, virgins, waiting for the bridegroom. But what was the main difference between one group and the another? Wisdom. Five were wise and five were foolish. Who actually entered with the bridegroom? The wise. So wisdom is a virtue we needed not only just to make decisions in our youth, but also to get us to heaven. The example of the earthly wisdom is the serpent. When she deceived our mother Eve. And, and the Bible actually described the serpent in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field. This cunning is the earthly wisdom. Another example is Isabel, the wife of King Ahab. And by the way, some parents named their children Isabel. Isabel was a wicked and an evil queen. Usually we like to name our children after saints. So instead of naming Isabel, we can name Elizabeth. But I don't like when they name a child Isabel. So Isabel, when King Ahab, her husband, wanted to take the field of a very poor man called Nabut and he asked him to get the field from him and he refused according to the law of Moses the inheritance should be given to their children not to sell it to somebody else Isabel was very very cunning so she told him let us bring two or three false witnesses and make a false witness against him and we kill him and then you can get the field and he did it and he was able to get the field but this is an example of what? of the earthly wisdom that's self-seeking and also another example is the example of Rebekah the wife of Isaac and the mother of Jacob and Isaac when she taught her son Jacob how to deceive his father and to tell him I am Isa your son 
and to take the blessing instead of Isa. All these actually are examples of earthly wisdom. In the divine liturgy, I'm sure you hear it several times. We say, disperse their counsel, O God, who disperses the counsel of Ahitophel. When Epsilon, the son of David, wanted to take the kingdom from his father, he went to Ahitophel and he asked for a counsel. And Ahitophel was very, very smart and wise, but in evil way. And he made a plan to Epsilon. And if Epsilon followed the plan of Ahitophel, he would be able to get the kingdom from his father. But God actually dispersed the, the counsel of Ahitophel and let Epsilon did not like his counsel and he followed another counsel because God wanted Epsilon not to be the king of Israel. Another example of the earthly wisdom is the wisdom of Balaam. There was a war between Israel and Moab. And Moab wanted Balaam to curse Israel, to be defeated. But Balaam could not. So he gave them a wicked advice. And when they followed this wicked advice, they were able to defeat Israel. He told them, send the daughters of Moab to seduce the Israelites. And when they commit sexual immorality with them, God will not be among them then you can defeat and this is exactly what he did and the people of Israel were seduced by the women of Moab and committed sexual immorality with them and God departed from them and Moab defeated Israel so how can we acquire the heavenly wisdom now we know the importance of the heavenly wisdom how can we acquire? First thing is prayer. As we read in James chapter 1, St. James is saying, if anyone is lacking wisdom, what would he do? He should pray. Verse 5, if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Ask God. King Solomon, when he became the king of Israel, after David, his father, he felt that the responsibility is so huge for him. So God appeared to him and he told him, ask me anything and I will give it to you. So he did not ask for money. He did not ask for anything. He asked for wisdom. He told him, God, give me wisdom to be able to lead this people. And God gave him wisdom. And he told him, nobody will be like you in your wisdom. That's why he wrote the book of wisdom, book of Proverbs, book of Ecclesiastes, which are called the books of wisdom. And at the end of the prayer, when a bishop attended the church, they say at the conclusion, Amina Lelu Yazuk Sabatri, so they say, which part of it, they are praying that the bishop may 
be granted the wisdom of Solomon in order to be able to manage and lead the people in his diocese. If this wisdom is coming down from above, let us ask for this wisdom from above. Number two, the word of God. David in Psalm 119, he said, I became wiser than the elders because your word is my meditation day and night. I became wiser than the elders. Usually we say elders are more wise than younger. But David in his youth, he said, I became wiser than the elders. Why? Because your word is my meditation. One of the archons in this church who departed a few years ago, maybe some of you remember him, Adli. He was a great man in this church. And one time he told me, I read the book of Proverbs late in my life, but I wished that I read it early in my life. Because if I read this book earlier in my life, this would have saved me many, many challenges in my life. And he told me, please instruct the youth to read this book early in their life. It will save them a lot of troubles in their life. This book, the book of Proverbs, not only the book of Proverbs, but all the scripture will make you wise. All the scripture will make you wise. But this book actually is 31 chapters. And His Holiness Pope Tawadros used to say, you need to read this book once every month. The month is 30 or 31. So if you read one chapter every day, you will finish it once a month. And you keep reading it because it is a very wise book and teach you wisdom. Number three, we said prayer, the word of God. Number three, counsel. Ask any president until now in America, in Egypt, in any country, they have counselors and he consult with them. As many people after they retire, they work as consultant because they have a lot of experience. So many companies hire these people to get their experience. Ask and learn wisdom, especially from the elders, from the clergy, from your Sunday school servants. When you ask actually, and you learn with the spirit of disciple, you will build your own wisdom. St. Anthony, in the beginning of his monastic life, in his book about St. Anthony, St. Athanasius described St. Anthony like a bee. The bee actually flies from one flower to another flower to collect the, the, the juice from the flowers. Since St. Anthony was like a bee, going from one ascetic to one father to another father to learn from them and for them to teach him wisdom. You need actually to learn from others. Number four, learn from 
the mistakes of others, not from your own mistakes. What do I mean by not all? Of course, you need to learn from your own mistakes. But don't repeat the mistakes of others to learn. For example, you know, from statistics, from research, from life experience, how drugs destroyed many youth. How many youth die from overdosage. Be smart, be wise, learn from this. And don't get hooked to drugs or to smoking or to cigarette or to gambling or to drinking or to alcohol. Be smart. Because if you start walking in this way, either you will get into trouble with the law or you will lose your academic career or you will end dying from overdosage as happens with many youth, unfortunately. Be wise, if somebody told you fire burns, you don't need to put your hand in fire to be burned, so you know that fire burns. Learn from the mistakes of others. And wisdom, as I said, is very needed when you make decisions. If you think about decisions in your life, there are four types of decision, or four types of choices. One choice is known as very, very bad, like drugs, like sexual immorality. It's very easy to say, this is very bad, I will stay away from it. And some decisions or choices are very, very good, like to fast, to go to church, to help the poor, to visit sick people, to attend youth meeting like today. These are very, very good, so it's very easy to make a decision about But what is confusing sometimes, when there is a decision in front of me, and I don't know whether it is right or wrong. Is this going to help me to grow up spiritually or not? Many choices in our life we don't know, for example, if you get accepted in a college, in a state where there is no church, sometimes you say, but I want to get into this career, and that's the only college accepted me. Should I go there or not? Again, there is no yes or answer for this question. Every situation is different, and we need to study it. And here, wisdom and discernment is very, very needed in order to be able to say, yes, I will go or no. A similar situation when you have two choices and you need to compare between them to decide which one you choose. For example, you have two job offers and you don't know which one is the best for you. In such situation, actually, we need Number one, to pray about wisdom from God in order to help me to discern. Number two, I need to ask myself which one is better for my spiritual life? Which one is edifying? As St. Paul said, everything is lawful, but not everything is edifying. Is it edifying when I go to state where there is no church and I'm away from 
churches maybe at least four hour or five hour driving is it wise think is it edifying or not is it offending others or not is it suitable for you and your family or not number three after you pray and you think whether it is edifying to the spiritual life or not number three go and get the opinion of others but you need to get the counsel from wise people godly people and wise don't get opinion or advice from a people who are not wise or ungodly they will hurt you and finally use your mind and usually i advise the people to make a table and write the choices and then write the pros and cons in writing and this table should not be filled in one session because right now my thoughts are going in my direction maybe tomorrow my thoughts will go to a different direction that's why i need to fill this table over maybe one week or even 10 days when i remember any point i will write it down when i remember any point i write it down so at the end actually when i look at the table it will be very clear through the guidance of the holy spirit which way i should take that's why don't make quick choices or quick decisions you need actually to think about it because maybe you will make a decision quickly and then you will regret it and sometimes it is very costly to correct this decision like Simpson in the decision of his marriage he made three mistakes first mistake he chose one from another religion did not believe in God of Israel second mistake he did not listen to the advice of his parents and third mistake he made the decision based on physical attraction he was physically attracted to her he did not look at her morality no he did not consider this many times youth when they get married parents advise them abuna advise them but they are so stubborn and they follow their own mind because they are emotionally attached to somebody and then after they get married one or two years later they ask for divorce where is the wisdom where is the discernment that's why don't make quick decisions because quick decision can be a hindrance to wisdom saint macarius one time an idea came to his mind to enter into the inner desert in order to find the anchorites and to meet them but he didn't know whether this thought is from God or from the devil from outside it looks good it looks nice I want to meet the anchorites and get their blessing but in his biography Saint Macarius says I examined this thought for three years to know whether it is from God or not from God be patient 
don't make decisions quickly or when you are emotional. For example, if somebody disappointed you or made you upset or angry, sometimes you say, okay, I'm going to quit. I'm going to end this relationship. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Just because you are upset. And most of the decision that you make when you are angry or upset are wrong. Lacking wisdom. Because you did not use your mind. Just you are following your emotion. And since your emotions are negative, then the decision will be negative. Wisdom actually will protect you from falling into false spirituality. What do I mean? Let me give an example. Obedience. If somebody says, I will obey, I will obey those who are older than me. Then one of his neighbors who is older than him, he actually asked him to do something wrong. In his mind, I have to obey. So he obeyed and ended up drug dealer or doing something horrible to his spiritual life. So you need to have discernment. When he asked the apostles, Peter and the apostles, not to preach the word of Christ, and who asked them to do this? The religious leaders of Israel. But Peter was wise and said, no, we ought to obey God more than men. Let me give you an example about a difficult situation. The people who collect the taxes came to Peter and they asked for taxes from him and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Should they pay tax or not? According to, to their law, the children of the country should not pay tax. The foreigners will pay taxes. The Lord Jesus Christ asked Peter and told him, from whom they take taxes? From the children, from the citizens, or from the foreigners? So Peter told him, from the foreigners. So the Lord said, then the children are free, should not pay tax. Now, a very important decision to be made. Because somebody will say, I will argue, I'm not going to pay taxes because I am a citizen and I should not pay tax. But the Lord said to Peter, but lest we offend them. As I told you, one of the points when you make a decision, not to be offensive to others. So the Lord said, lest we offend them, go catch a fish, you will find money in it, pay for yourself and for me. That's a wise decision. Because one of the characteristics of the heavenly wisdom is peaceable. Seeking peace all the time. There is no contention and fight. Wisdom will protect you from false spirituality. Inferiority and humbleness. What is the difference between inferiority and humbleness? Wisdom. A humble person is a wise person, but a person who has inferiority is not humble. The humble person says, I am nothing, but I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens me. 
But a person who has inferiority and low self-esteem, he will say, I'm nothing, and that's it. What is the main difference is wisdom. Wisdom will help you and protect you from falling into false spirituality. Also, wisdom will help you in dealing with cunning people or people who deal with you with craftiness. One time, they went to the Lord Jesus Christ and told him, we know you are a man of God and you don't have any partiality and you don't fear people. We want to ask you a question. Should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? And this was a trap because if he says yes, pay taxes to Caesar, then they will say to the Jewish people, see, he's not a prophet, he's not a messiah. He's actually encouraging you to submit to the occupying government because at that time Israel was occupied by the Romans. And if he said to them, no, don't pay to Caesar, then they will go to Caesar and say, he is actually turning the people against your empire. So this question was a no-win question. But the Lord in his wisdom told them, show me a coin or denarii. And usually on the denarii there is an image and writings. So he told them, to whom this image and inscription? She told him, to Caesar. So he told them, then this money belongs to Caesar. It has its image and inscription. So render to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And render to God what belongs to God. Meaning what? We belong to God. We are created in the image and likeness of God. I am the likeness of God. Then I belong to God. But the money belongs to the rulers of this world. It has their image. So give the money to the rulers of this world. But give yourself to God. Nobody could question him. Because he answered wisely. He answered wisely. And many times in our time, they wanted to make difficult question for his holiness of Shenouda. Because you know he was a wise man. For example, one time they asked him, who will go to heaven? The Jews or the Christians or the Muslims? It was a difficult question. But wisely his holiness answered and said, anyone who has the sound faith and the good deeds will go to heaven. Which is true. To go to heaven we need to have sound faith and good deeds. You need actually to acquire this wisdom. Learn all the time. Have a heart of a learner. Have a heart of a disciple. Maybe you, you will tell me, but I'm not intelligent, I'm not smart. Wisdom is different from intelligence. Wisdom, you can get it from the experience of life and from the Holy Spirit that's dwelling in you. Many people who are not educated, 
But because you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you can find wisdom in their mind and in their heart. One of the things actually is against wisdom is the lack of knowledge. You need to educate yourself and you need to read a lot. Unfortunately, we don't read right now. And when we read, there is no discernment what we read. Sometimes all what we need to read, novels, romantic stories, and that's it. But this will not give you wisdom. This will make you living in a world that's not real. Or all the time you read just all these posts on the social media and you waste hours and hours. You need to feed yourself, feed your mind with good reading. And the food is the nourishment of our body. And spiritual exercises like prayer, scripture, are the food of our spirit. Reading is the food of your mind. People, when they read, they become wise. Before you get married, read books about how you choose your spouse from Christian perspective. And when you choose your spouse, read books about the time of engagement and the, the, what marriage is, the definition of marriage, and what marriage is, what the role of man, what the role of the woman in marriage, how to keep the bond and the friendship between spouses strong. Read, educate yourself. And after this, before you have children, read about parenting and how to deal with your children. And dealing with the children in their young age is different than how to deal with them in their adolescence or when they get older. You need to educate yourself. I found people actually who reads a lot from good resources they are very wise and when you go and ask them for advice their advice always are very valuable wisdom will help you to decide when you should speak and when you should be silent there is time when silence is considered a sin if St. Athanasius was silent during the heresy of Arius, then this wouldn't, wouldn't be right. And there is time when we speak, it is sin. You need to be silent. How to discern between when I should speak and when I am silent, it needs wisdom. Wisdom also is needed in dealing with others. Some people they clash with others, but how to sympathize and how to empathize with others need wisdom. St. Paul said rejoicing with those who rejoice and weeping with those who weep. So there is time for rejoicing and time for weeping. If you are weeping or crying in the time of rejoicing, wrong. If you are rejoicing and laughing and joking at the time of weeping, also wrong. Wisdom is needed also in 
studying the scripture, all of us, all the denominations, use the same text, the same Bible. What is the difference? Why there are so many denominations? Because the interpretation of the text. Some people, they use the earthly wisdom to interpret the text. What do I mean earthly wisdom? They will tell you, nobody will believe when you tell them this bread and wine turn it into body and blood. So their earthly wisdom made them deny, no, it is not body and blood of Jesus. It is just a symbol. It is very dangerous to rely on earthly wisdom in interpreting the scripture. Or some people also, they take one verse, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. In order to be saved, just to believe, nothing more, just to believe. Why the Bible was not only this verse? What should I do with the rest of the commandment? I say it's not important, only just believe and be saved. Also, when I be in control and when I will be permissive, when I show kindness and when I show assertiveness, wisdom and discernment is needed. Even in my relationship with God, we know the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. When I walk in the fear of God, I'll be wise. St. John said, wisdom cast away fear. With God, I will be in the fear of God and when I'll be in the love of God. There is no contradiction because the true fear of God is full of love to God. And the true love of God is actually full of the fear and reverence of God. As I said in the beginning, wisdom is very, very important to our life. To all people, infant, children, youth, adult, senior citizens, but for the youth, because you are making in your time decisions that affect the rest of your life, like decision of career, decision of work, decision of marriage. All these decisions will affect the rest of your life. So you need to learn wisdom and to acquire this wisdom in order to make right decisions and make right choices so you will not suffer the rest of your life. May the Lord, in whom is hidden all the treasures of wisdom, may he grant us this heavenly wisdom so that our way will be enlightened and when we make any choice in our life will be for his own glory. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.